following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Everson Walls, and Bill Jones. Well, Rob Phillips, you may have seen him just walk in just in the nick of time. We've got a new coach. There are new, and, and Rob Phillips walks in like he uh, like he doesn't care that there's a new regime here. That there's you, a lot of things happening fined. around you here. You might get fined right off the bat here by the new. He's coach. not a one trick pony. He's got other things <laughs> That's to right. do, guys. That's, That's right. what you have to understand. But about I, Rob. I apologize to Everson because you do not like tardiness. Oh, I do not. <laughs> you are not tardy, not, Rob. I, you I are not tardy. You are right yes. on time. <laughs> and wow, do we have a lot to talk about on this edition of Talking Cowboys? Yeah. We're now uh, we're back to the off-season mode of one show a week, and so Tuesday at 11 a.m. is going to be our time slot. Nice. Everyone's good with that, right? I'm good. I'm we, good with it. Okay. You know, my Tuesdays are really very busy, but yes. I can put some time aside. Yes. There you go. <laughs> it's uh, been a it was a busy weekend for uh, some people here at the Star, and uh, so I guess we just start. Where, where would you like to start? It's not officially it, been it, announced that there's a new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I'm just glad it's it's being done. I'm glad the process has started because you guys are so thirsty, man. <laughs> the media is so thirsty. Yeah. What is happening here? I it's got to so... happen now. I want it now. Wow, wow, wow. Well, okay. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think. On the press conference? Yeah. Or announcement? Um, I'm, I'm very happy that it happened quickly mm-hmm. because in our business, Report Reportedly happened quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's not Reported, quick yes. Reportedly happened quickly mm-hmm. because in our business, they want to fill airtime oh with all goodness. sorts of speculation. And I didn't want some two <sighs> or three week drawn out process where we're having to chase people. Like 10, like last like 10 t- candidates with, with last Wade. time. Yeah. They don't even want a two or three day process, man. You guys are demanding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm the, glad I didn't try to marry one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, you guys. Me too, actually. Satisfaction yeah. now. Satisfaction now. What was happening? It's the Twitter world we live in. I guess so. You know? And uh, in the very latest this afternoon, of course, we'll get into Mike McCarthy and what's going on here. But, I mean, this morning, Matt Rule uh, leaves Baylor. He's going to the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Yes. Nice stuff. And on the heels of that, Joe Judge is the new head coach of the New York Giants. And all of a sudden, and it starts with the reports of Mike McCarthy becoming the Cowboys head coach, follows up with Carolina and the Giants, and all of a sudden, the only job out there is Cleveland now. (laughs) And that may stay out there for a while. Uh So I thought I had just read where Matt Rule was... Staying at Baylor. Well, that's what leading up to his game against Georgia. That was what we said. He was saying that he would, uh, he, he had told his team, you know, I'll entertain, you know, if someone offers you, I think as he put it, $14 million to go talk someplace, mm. then wouldn't you do that? And as it turns out, have you seen the money? I saw five years. Mm. No. no. No, seven years, $60 million. Yes. Wow. So that's not $10 million a year. No, it's not. But close I, enough. It it's nine. It. It's nine close. Sorry, somewhere. sorry. It's not ten. I'm good. <laughs> I'll go back to Baylor. Waco's a nice place. <laughs> 
So there you go. Guys, we need to we need to have more shows if we got all this info. No, all this stuff is happening. A right? lot right. to digest. All right. Yeah, so let's go back to Talking Cowboys okay. and um, what happened uh, over the course of the last week and over the weekend. And uh, let's go around the horn and what's your reaction to what, what you know, Mickey? Well, um, I had said all along, uh, how whoever they hired, I didn't want a head coach coming in practicing on my dime. I wanted a guy that had been a head coach and had NFL experience. And so I think that uh, Mike McCarthy checks off those two boxes, um, and not to mention he's been pretty successful. And the thing I like about it, that if you had to get a coach who – was not coaching he hadn't been out more than a year i worry about guys that have been Hmm. out three four five years and then they forget how hard it is to be a head coach how hard you have to work to be successful as they were previously Uh, so i think he checks those boxes Uh, and then my question was okay that's fine now who's your defensive coordinator and it's sounding like it's mike nolan uh, who's been the linebackers coach at New Orleans. So if that goes through, uh, I thought that would be his major hire. Who was going to take care of a defense mm-hmm. that needed taken care of? What do you think, Rob? I agree with that. We'll see what happens with Nolan and obviously the McCarthy stuff. They've got to announce all that, but it's obviously sounds like it's heading in that direction. And I agree with what Mickey said. What I've been saying since the end of the year, if they made the decision to move on from Jason – you're going to pay Dak Prescott a ton of money coming up, whether it's on the franchise tag or a long-term deal. There's not a better candidate available that's worked with with quarterbacks hmm. than, than Mike McCarthy. I know Lincoln Riley's out there, bright young mind, all of that, but McCarthy's experience goes back to Joe Montana in 93-94, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and I think he deserves credit for Aaron Rodgers' development as well as Aaron Rodgers gives credit for what Green Bay has done as a team. I think it's a really good hire. It's it's guys ready-made to step in and produce. And I'm, and I'm honestly not surprised that this is coming together as fast as it is because, you know, Jerry Jones didn't commit to Jason Garrett past this season. So you have to think he would have a short list of guys ready to go. And, and Mickey alluded to it in 2007 when they interviewed a ton of guys. Uh, Bill Parcells blindsided Jerry and, and said, you know what, I'm done. Mm. after the 06 season, and Jerry had to scramble and find a guy. Uh, it's pretty clear. I think he knows who, he knew pretty early on who his guy wanted to be. What do you think, well, Everson? I'll tell you, uh, he did not want another Parcells guy. He did not want that, and that's what he got. He got a, a guy that's not – he's not a Parcells guy. He's a, a coach with experience, a successful coach. You would think that uh, those uh, complaints that we've had about Jason Garrett and his, his coaching staff – uh, all of that would be remedied with a guy like McCarthy who was known to be just a meticulous uh, coach in all areas. That's a good thing. Uh, the other good thing about it is um, he can deal with Jerry Jones. He can let Jerry Jones do what he wants to do. Uh, McCarthy is good with just being this coach that can just handle the team. Uh, Jerry as a distraction to most head coaches. I think McCarthy has the experience to wait. It wouldn't bother him. I think he can work his way around that in regards to any circus atmosphere that people anticipate coming uh, from Jerry Jones. The only thing I will say about it is the Marvin Lewis uh, attempt, whatever you want to call that, 
It's Marvin. I'm Marvin Rush. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm you're getting old, guys. So I want yeah. you anytime. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thick, thick skin. <laughs> you can correct me anytime you want. If if that was just a, a typical Rooney Rule uh, attempt, it was weak. Uh, there are some uh, great coaches out there, African American coaches that. If they really were serious about that, I think they would, could have gone so many other different ways. I thought that was just a, for lack of a better term, I thought that was just a token effort uh, to get to, to even interview Marvin Lewis. I'm just kind of disappointed about that. However, I am happy about the McCarthy uh, hiring, if it's official. And uh, when it's all said and done, we're worried about the time and how long it took. Okay, guys, here we are. Okay, here we are. We got them. I think we got them. If we got them, we got them. Wow, we have so much more time in the offseason. Everyone was in a hurry to get this done. I'm glad he did it on his own terms. One of the few times I agree with Jerry in regards to procedure, they talk about him not wanting to, shouldn't be a GM. I kind of get that. Okay. But I thought that him taking his own sweet time was his prerogative, and I had no problem with it. And isn't it uh, kind of funny that everybody was criticizing him for – dragging along, not doing something. And then, basically, he was the first one to do something, something. And now all the other dominoes fell after the Cowboys did McCarthy. Which, along those lines, um, I think uh, when you look at the timing of the Jason Garrett, the announcement that Jason Garrett uh, would not be – they would not pursue an an, an extension on Garrett, which came on Sunday afternoon, and then immediately the next morning it comes out that McCarthy is the guy. I think that uh, truly that Jerry talked with Jason throughout the week and that uh, he gave Jason an opportunity to state his case for keeping the job. And I truly believe that – that Jerry valued what Jason brought to this organization as a head coach and in in all aspects of what a head coach is supposed to do. And I think that he truly felt like until I can interview the guy that I want, which was McCarthy, you know, I'm not ruling out the the possibility that Garrett might might come back. And it wasn't until he got comfortable that Mike McCarthy was his guy. And the other part of it, now that we see these other dominoes falling, the fact that it had it waited a week before mm-hmm. that decision was made, it did not cost Jason Garrett getting these other jobs because he was not going to get the Carolina job or the Giants job. Obviously, they were going in a different direction. Not, I, I thought it was a lot of panic over nothing. Yeah, I really did. Right. And I'm glad you said that because I said that yesterday – that I don't think it was a coincidence that as soon as he officially said we're moving on from Jason that, oh, let's hire Mike McCarthy. I think he wanted a bird in hand Always. before right. he right. moved on from I, Jason I Garrett. I thought that all last week that he's no, he has a known commodity right here in Jason Garrett. And until he has a sit-down with whoever his uh, the guy his number one choice was, he doesn't know what that dynamic is going to be well, like. Yeah, a lot of that was cries from fans and even media. That, oh, a lot uh, of media. You know, Nationwide they, media. Missed yeah. the playoffs, so you get him out of here on Monday it's after the season. It's almost as if and, Jason was stealing money money from them. Yeah, right. Everyone was like, hey, get rid of him now. Right. I can't believe he's still out. Give me a break. <laughs> right. I mean, for someone to be so, oh my God, so hateful to a person you don't even know. It's it's It was incredible. It and, was incredible. And, and yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Jerry was going to, and Steven, they were going to take a big picture look at this thing after the season. Think about how much he invested in Jason Garrett. And years. Since tw- years. 2007, yes. he, he was hired before Wade Phillips on the staff in 2007. 
he was kind of the chosen one. I think I think Jerry wanted this to be a guy here for 20 years plus, and it just it didn't work out. But yeah, I, I didn't think that he was going to make a rash decision right after the season. I think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. But again, he's got a coach under contract until January 14th. Just kind of see see where you want to go here, and you know ultimately they go in another direction. And I think Jason probably last Monday when he walked in the door, he probably expected that yeah. he was going to be let go and might have been even surprised that he still had an opportunity to lobby for the job the last week. Yeah. And they probably set it up with, hey, there are other openings, Giants job is open, whatever. If you want to go pursue those, go pursue those. But as Jason said in his postgame comments right after the last game, I want to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And then Jerry gave me the opportunity to, to – at least state, state his case. case That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, as I far as admit, Jason's got guts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to admit that. You know, the, the other part of that is there's a maturity about him too. I mean, because a lot of people would would see the writing on the wall, be Storm upset, out the door. And, yeah, you know. Uh, that was never him. That, right. That's why he was hired in the first place that's because right. that's not in his DNA. Right. Um, now, as far as McCarthy goes, and uh, you know, it's interesting when you look at his track record, and and then let go by Green Bay 13 months ago, and the way he spent the last year in preparing for his next opportunity and preparing to interview for his next opportunity. It's uh, he was not away from football in the last year. Yeah, and 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 I'm assuming, and and you guys know this when a coach comes in for an interview. Part of the question is, okay, how are you going to put your staff together? Who you got? Who, who's in your back pocket? Like, who's going to be your defensive coordinator? I don't think he got the job and started going, oh, okay, who's out there, right? <laughs> he knew where Mike Nolan was. And he'd worked with him before. He worked with him in San Francisco as his offensive coordinator. And, and it's like he was only a linebacker coach, so I'm sure he had that planned out. And he probably had other positions planned out, too. We'll see what happens uh, once they have the official press conference, which I don't think will be any later than Wednesday. Hmm. So is there, tomorrow. Is, there, is there a chance today? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so you're you're calling Wednesday on it. I'm going to call Wednesday. The other thing on uh, Mike Nolan is, I mean, this is a guy with 33 years' experience coaching in the National Football League. 21 of those years is either a head coach or as a coordinator. I mean, he has a lot of experience as a defensive coordinator in this league. And, of course, Dick Nolan, his uh, father, the late great Dick Nolan, was uh, a Cowboys defensive coordinator going back to the 60s, then became the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers and then came back uh, to the Cowboys. And he was your position coach, wasn't he? was a hell of a guy. Uh He was one of those old school guys, man. Uh, We had all kind of jokes about him, I I tell you, because he was just uh, had a great sense of humor. Uh, uh, he forgot more football than anybody mm-hmm. at this table or even in this building mm-hmm. would ever know. Uh, he was extremely experienced, and he was he was a, a player's uh, coach. He had been there before. Uh, he knew the difficulties that came along with playing for the Dallas Cowboys and that flex defense. Because he and Tom Landry, actually, if I'm not mistaken, they played together in, in New York. In New York, New York, the Giants. Yes, yeah, that's right. So, so he had all kind of jokes about yeah. Tom funny, Landry. Funny, <laughs> funny, funny story about uh, Dick Nolan, because I remember talking to him several – I just loved talking to oh, him. Oh, he was a great guy. Uh, yeah. he, was, he was the first Marlboro man on the big uh, – Board in in Times Square. Really? Yeah, 
Wow. And, and the, See, I, that, that's, I once that's something saw, a lot of people do not know. I saw a picture. That, a good-looking guy. That's yes. the product of yes. being playing for the New York Giants. Right. And, and, and so a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> like the last, I think it was the last year that he was with the Cowboys. He's walking down the, the hallway uh, at the ranch, and he's all bent over his shoulder. And I was like, Dick, I said, what's the deal with that shoulder? He goes, I'll tell you what the deal is. <laughs> so he tells me the story that they're, they're playing at Cleveland. And he he injures story, he injures his his shoulder right during the game goes to the locker room, and the doctor back then they didn't bring their own doctors to the game they rented a doctor at that spot they gave the guy his pay was two tickets to the game they sat in the stands and if you needed them they were supposed to come down right well the guy they they had there said hey i'm watching the game i'll i'll be down there at halftime so he's in the locker room reeling in pain and the doctor shows up at halftime uh, right? clearly a browns fan yeah right absolutely <laughs> it's like no we're gonna help them out you know and he goes that's why my shoulder's screwed up you know he was, uh, he, was he was a guy. piece of work man and he was, i remember and I you remember know what might been around I yeah he would have been around, around right? right he'd have been growing up around the cowboys and the reason dick came back to the cowboys is when he was a head coach at san francisco if you remember i think it was two years in a row the cowboys eliminated him from the playoffs early 70s mm -hmm. right and they fired him, so the Cowboys were responsible for him coming back. You know to what's the so funny? That was uh, that was in in seventy one, seventy two. I, I believe yeah. so. Those was, two years. That was my first Cowboys game. Ever. When they played the Niners, and they were to big go to the stadium to watch it. Returned the kickoff, if I'm not the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Mm. Vic Washington. That was the first Cowboy game, really the only Cowboy game I ever attended until I played. Really? And it's funny that you mentioned that game. Wow, I, I didn't realize that Dick Nolan was the head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And then, and then one of those games was the uh, uh, the famous game where the, uh, Staubach had the comeback in the last two minutes. That was that was the thirty to twenty eight. That was win. That, was that Cotton Bowl? No, that was on the that road. Was that was on the road. Okay, yeah, there. that was there. Yeah. They won turf. That's when they yeah. had turf out there, right? right. In in San Francisco, might have been at Keysar Stadium. I think. It was. I just remember the offensive linemen rolling all on the ground like they were crazy. I think it was Larry Cole <laughs> celebrating. That's exactly just, right. Yeah, I believe that's, that's, that's exactly right. right. Um, you know, but Mike McCarthy. It's interesting uh, when you the the tie that Mike McCarthy has with the Jason Garrett era and going back to the Wade Phillips era. He uh, seven and three in his career against Dallas. His first his uh, first two times he coached against the Cowboys in 07 and 08. Uh, they were losses for Green Bay, and he's seven and one since the 2010 season. And of course, in that 2010 season, Wade Phillips' last game as Cowboys head coach was the 45 to seven loss at Green Bay, and Jason Garrett became the coach. Then you, you then fast forward mm -hmm. eight games, and in fact, it was nine years ago yesterday that Jason Garrett was announced as the head coach of the Cowboys after serving as the interim head coach. And that and this month is also when Mike McCarthy and the Packers went on their four-game roll to yeah. win the Super Bowl at AT&T Stadium. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Two crazy playoff losses. You think did Dez catch it? Do you think well, that was a question in the interview? And give him, yeah, give and that's, and that's the other your, part of it, 2014 your, and 16. All right. Give him your tweet. 
All right. The, 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 when <laughs> you look Because I stole it, so go, <laughs> okay. and I gave you credit, by the way. <laughs> when you look at Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, okay, since 2014, okay, Garrett's record as head coach of the Cowboys, 56-40 and 40 during that time. And McCarthy, of course, being let go with four games left in the 2018 season, didn't coach as many games. At 43-32-1 was his record. So Garrett with a better regular season record. The difference – in the postseason, McCarthy has a four and three record since 2014. Garrett's record is two and three. Hmm. Turn around the the two playoff wins that Green Bay had against Dallas, the Dez catch game in 2014, the Rodgers to Jared Cook, Mason Crosby 51 yard field goal to to win the game oh, in 2016, and Jason Garrett that. might still be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Still mad today. about that? No, he uh. still he would be. He would be. Uh, Absolutely. Because the Cowboys would have gone to two. Great comeback. 18-point comeback in that game. 18-point yep. comeback. Yeah. I wrote yep. that this morning. There's a lot of woulda, coulda when his, with his tenure here. I mean, if Romo hadn't gotten hurt in 2015, if Romo hadn't gotten hurt before the, pre, the season finale in 2013 with the division on the line, there's a lot. But that's the NFL. It's a fine line. You're seeing it in these playoffs. There's not much well, difference man, between and, these When teams. it's all said and done, you still ended up with one of the most talented teams you could have in the NFL. So we can yeah. lament about Romo. Well, you got Dak. You can lament about, oh, wait, we have DeMarco Murray. Well, now you got Zeke. Yep. You know, you can lament about all that. Now we have this great offensive line. Yep. So – all of that just led us to where we are. Well, I feel like I'm in the Game of Thrones uh, episode here. <laughs> you know, I'm brand the broken or something. I mean, because you are where you are right now. So all of that stuff was meant for you to be right here, right now. You had your chance. You blew no, it. Both and, down. And so that's Ultimately, it. yeah, it's your judge off it. your wins and losses. It's it. appropriate to quote Dandy Don Meredith. Then. <laughs> if nips and butts were candies and nuts, we'd, we'd all, all have, have a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. That's right. And more Talking <laughs> Cowboys in just a moment. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give, Give me, me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So, so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks 
free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco, Texas. And um, again, we uh, Mickey has uh, speculated that we might have a press conference tomorrow to announce the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. We're talking about what's gone on here in the last week and how it quickly came together over the weekend as uh, reportedly Mike McCarthy, your new uh, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, it's interesting as he's putting the staff together. We've talked about Mike Nolan as a defensive coordinator. Uh, reports this morning about uh, Kellen Moore, that McCarthy uh, is interested in keeping Kellen Moore on his staff. But uh, Kellen apparently has an opportunity, perhaps, at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. Where, um, and so we'll see what happens with Kellen Moore. What would you do? Would you st- would As you an rather- offensive coordinator, at um, yeah, offensive I'd, I'd coordinator, and, and I play would stick in, around and and, and be NFL. under somebody like Coach McCarthy. To me, that would be an opportunity I would not pass up. I'm already in the pro game. I'm already with the Dallas Cowboys. To me, it wouldn't even be a lateral step going to UW. I would imagine, of course, a head coaching job in, in co- colleges is more amazing now than it ever was, but. If I'm already with the Cowboys, here we are. We have a chance to, uh, first of all, redeem myself from last year. And I do it with a coach with, with that much experience, someone I could learn from. Uh, it, and to even me, with the, if, the co- if the head coach is calling plays. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, I want him to yeah. call plays because I can right. learn from him. Right. I can see the mistakes that I made, and, and, and clearly there were some. And I think for, with Kellen, it, it also kind of depends on where he wants to go in his career. Does he see right. himself down the road as a college coach or an NFL coach? It really doesn't matter that much. But if he wanted to make some inroads uh, along those lines, maybe. But he, if he, even if he wants to be a college coach someday, he will benefit from learning, as you say, Here, from, here's, here's from a guy like Mike McCarthy. A, a young guy, I don't really see a young guy going from being a professional coach and then transferring to college. Usually it's an older coach who's about to get out of the league. Hey, I can do this college game because, you know, mentally it's a little bit light on the load, but also you have uh, experience you can impart on your younger players. I don't really see a younger coach going from pros as an OC and then saying my future is in college. Once I'm bit by this bug and the professional bug, mm-hmm. this is what I want to stay with. That's that's just my opinion. And you don't have to recruit, right? Mm-hmm. Man, come on. <laughs> but now in Washington, he'll obviously be the guy calling plays. Right. He'll, that'll be his job. Here, even if they leave him as offensive coordinator, he's going to be doing all the legwork 
for Mike McCarthy, who's overseeing and everything. And that's how you learn. And that's how you that's learn. That's how you learn. And that gives them an yes. opportunity to see how another coach does things. And, and you know, still around all this talent on right, this team. Right, Yes. Absolutely. And have some input. I would imagine, you know, he's going to pick his brain if he's here. Of course here, he is. Right? Yes. He, you've been here. You know, you know the talent. Uh, and you study it together, and he could learn a heck of a lot. But again, I guess it's what your kind of priority is right. going forward. Do you want to be a college coach? Well, if you're OC and you're successful there, then you get an opportunity to get a college job for sure. And John Kitna, uh, what do you anticipate might be happening there? I would think you keep him as the quarterback I coach. Yeah, I'd I keep too. him. I think I he worked really well uh, with the quarterbacks. And uh, I, I, I would – I, I think you ha you can't wipe out the whole staff. You need to keep some holdover guys. And and those guys would not be a threat to me. I remember Jimmy Johnson talking about when he went to Miami and he was only allowed to bring like one guy with him. I think it was Butch Davis. And, and there was a lot of uh, backstabbing going on on that staff because there were guys on that staff that thought they should have been the head coach of the University of Miami, mm -hmm. and it was a bad situation. And I remember Jimmy saying, he goes, I, I, I realized I made a mistake, and I would never make that mistake again because when he came to the Cowboys, it's like I'm bringing my guys with me. But that was a different situation, right? That was a team that needed to be rebuilt. And I remember, I mean, Everson remembers they – the college Joes, right? What do they know about the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at 1 and 15, everyone right? thought, yeah. see, I told see, you. We told you. But then each year, they got better and better. I remember coming here in 1990. I was with the Giants, and we were on the road. We came through, and I couldn't wait for payback and all that kind of crap. And I remember after the game, we won the game. And after the game, LT sitting on the bench, and he looked tired. And, you know, Texas Heat, that's what I thought it was. I said, hey, boy, you all right? He goes, uh, hey, man, those guys are pretty good. And that was, that, was, that was year two. That was year two. He said, man, those guys are pretty good. Hmm. And when he said that, you, he knew that that team had the potential to go to the Super Bowl. I'd never seen him look like that after a game. And if I remember, that game was in, in the middle of that three-game. They had a three-game losing streak, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, and I think that got them to like four and seven or three and seven, and then they won four straight to That's get right. to seven and seven. And an update on uh, Jason Garrett. Reports uh, came out this morning that the Giants were requesting permission to talk uh, with Garrett. Why do they have and to request permission? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the 14th yet. Yeah, it's right. He's under contract. <laughs> it's still not right. the 14th. Right. Right. Maybe Mike McCarthy wants and, to talk to right now. And <laughs> uh, initially when those reports came out, it was assumed that it was for the head coaching position. And they, immediately mm -hmm. on the heels of that, it came out that Joe Judge is being hired as the head coach and the clarification is that uh, they are talking with Jason Garrett about the offensive coordinator. Joe Judge, position. wide receiver coach. And special teams. And special teams. And, special teams. Yeah. and he oh. is being interviewed for the head coaching job. No, he's no, going to get he it. Is. He, he is yeah. the head coach. So we're finalizing our details here. Is so that what, what you, we're saying? So what do you think the reaction is in the New York Daily News? <laughs> exactly. I Why? Called, I called it Why? up right away. Because it's Joe Judge. No He's one knows 38 name, years right? old. It's New York. Everson knows. This is crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, but it's also typical New York. The reaction is, is of course, New York. Yeah. But no, the decision is typical New York Giants right now. They don't know what they're doing. I'm just sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I know Judge 
I'm sure he's a great guy, but he must be a heck of a wide receiver coach. Hey, <laughs> golly, dude. John, John Harbaugh was clarify. a special teams guy, and look what he's doing well, and, in Baltimore. And, and looking at Joe Judge's resume, you never to know. clarify, uh, he is 38 years old. <laughs> he's worked for some good head coaches. Went to Mississippi State. He was a graduate assistant at Mississippi State, then a linebacker's coach at Birmingham Southern. Then he was under Nick Saban at Alabama. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with that coach? Of course. Well, of course. Yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland and D.C. He was a special teams assistant under Saban, 09 to, to 2011. He became a special teams assistant with New England, 2012 through 14, became the special teams coordinator. Of uh, 2015 through 18. In fact, he's been the special teams coordinator ever this since. Then, get, the last five years, real and soon. just became <laughs> and just added just added the title wide receivers coach this season. Just added. so he was not only the special teams coordinator but also the so wide receivers coach. So they lost all those wide receivers in New England this year, and they lost a bunch of them. Oh, they good said, point. okay, let's you you're now the wide receivers coach. That's right. I'm surprised he wasn't a wide receiver for them. I mean, I no don't doubt, right? which explains yeah. why at the end of that Patriots game the other night, Julian Edelman was back there, supposed to be the punt return guy, and then someone on the sideline, I don't know if it was Joe Judge, told him to go cover the gunner over here because we're trying to block this punt. And then, don't you know, Bill Parcells was yelling at the TV when they get the punt away, and there's no return return man to either field the punt or, or just... To, to, for the yardage or the for the time on the, on the clock. clock. And it grows yes. down to the one-yard line. But remember, he was the mastermind of not putting a guy back against exactly. the Cowboys. <laughs> exactly. And then the Cowboys had to call timeout. It's like, what the hell's going on? He was also the mastermind of putting Matthew Slater over Joe Thomas, who hadn't practiced all week, and he beat him and blocked the punt that Beat the Cowboys. Are you giving Bill Belichick or Joe Judge credit? Joe for that? Judge. Oh, okay. stop, Nick. <laughs> Nick, come hey, on, Nick. It's, stop. it's the Pat's pipeline. Stop, it's the come Judge. On, as long man. as Belichick's there, they're going to get well. Let's assistance hope, let's hope every game is like the weather was in New England for every time. Um, but can Judge you imagine the criticism that Jason Garrett and Keith O'Quinn would have got? Uh, on the on the television broadcast if they didn't have a punt return guy back for that punt? Can't have enough judges in New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mixed shot oh, for you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. All right. Um, what other aspects of the Mike McCarthy hire um, intrigue you? Impending hire. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Re- what intrigue you? Reportedly. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the dynamics between he and uh, uh, Dak Prescott, yeah. they're going to have to be strong. Uh, I would be very excited to see what he really feels about working with a young quarterback like this all over again. Uh, he and uh, Aaron Rodgers, at the end, you, you said he got fired, not midseason, but late season. Yeah, four, four games, games to go. Yeah, four games to go. Surprising fire at the surprising timing. Surprising fire. The timing of it was. So I'm sure trying to deal with another prima donna is not on his list as far as dealing with quarterbacks. So I, I, think, he'll, I think he'll have a pleasant experience dealing with an eager Dak Prescott. I, if I'm Dak, I'm, I'm like, man, this guy, he coached Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre. won the Super Bowl. Brett Favre. I, I, I'd be, man, I'd be sitting up here on a perch waiting on him to come he into the locker room. ought to be at the press conference, <laughs> <That's> right? right? <laughs> and they had, Favre has a serious XM radio show, and he yes. was talking about yes. how he, McCarthy, would adapt his style to the quarterback. He did that with 
Montana. I mean, he wasn't in a position of directly. Really he was on the staff. He was on the staff, yeah. but then working with Favre and Rogers, knowing what those guys liked and tailoring it uh, to their strengths. And so he thinks he thinks it's a good fit. Uh, reportedly, for McCarthy to come in here and do that, but um, it's yeah, it's just it's, the other thing to me is if if this indeed gets official, what happens with the offensive staff and the and the dynamics there? Because I know they like Kellen Moore here, but McCarthy's basically run the offense in Green Bay short of maybe one season or part of one season. So how would that work out? And well, you know, you're just talking one year of, of, of Kellen Moore being OC. Right. To me, the adjustment shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, that was something new. The, the adjustment was this past year. To me, I, I think it's, I would feel a bit of a, a comfort zone. Uh, Kellen might be a little bit more ambitious than me. He might think, you know, his toes are getting stepped on. I don't know. But if, if, I'm, if I'm Kellen, I'm thinking, you know, this is a chance for me to have a cushion. You know, I have a coach here that can really bail me out if I'm in a particular situation I can't get out of. And uh, as a matter of fact, I would love to put the training wheels, training wheels back on on Kellen, Kellen Moore right now and let, let McCarthy take over. And I'm, I'm going to be in the passenger seat trying to learn all I can. To me, that's, it's just an opportunity for, for the young people here on this staff. And we have a bunch of young people. It's a, it's a chance for the young people that he keeps on this staff to get better at what they're doing because, of course, last year we saw so much chaos. Now you, you're going to see a different way of, of preparing for a football game that just might enhance your ability as a coach and, and make you uh, uh, more valuable to your team. Yeah, and you know what? And I don't know. I mean, it'll be different than uh, if McCarthy's call and play, but he didn't have carte blanche effect on this offense, right? Jason Garrett was still kind of over what was going on Are you sure? during the week. I am I sure. never saw him say a word on no, the sideline. He line. said quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not just in anger. No, yeah, right. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right, none of that. Yeah, and and, and I, I know there was uh, some suggestions along the way. So, um, But now, yeah, we, we talked about it already, Rob. We were just kind of pointing out, you know, when you're the head coach, it's hard to do all the coordinator stuff, the legwork during the week, putting the script together for practice and putting the, you know, kind of putting the game plan on on paper and then, you know, then you kind of turn it over. That's what I mean, that's what Parcells did here, right? He had you, you, all these guys that were put doing the legwork during the week and then he called the plays. You got certain coaches that are clipboard coaches. Jason Gary was not a clipboard coach. Right. Right. McCarthy is, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, McCarthy, I was he'll looking carry at the, the the little board with yeah. him. Right? All right, at McCarthy's staff at uh, the Packers in 2018. He had a pass game coordinator, quarterbacks coach, run game coordinator as well. Sounds uh, just like Bill. Yeah, and so and he was the one calling plays. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got to get to Mickey's Reed coming I'm up not sure next I have here on that? Talking Cowboys. That 2020? <laughs> Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an 
Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor USA. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. So now that the 2019 season is over, we're back working out, right? On a regular basis? Close to it, yeah. Getting your workouts in? Well, this <laughs> year, you can work out cooler if you go to getjackblack.com. With your $65 purchase, that will include... This free, cool combo, charcoal body bar massaging soap and cool moisture body lotion. Just use the code COOL and the offer exists. Uh, what is this? <laughs> exists. Yeah, exists. <laughs> it exists until midnight tonight. Midnight tonight. I so get, come get jackblack.com. Just to make him spit on the microphone. I think that's how they chop. What was that? I did, some, I did some copywriting before I came back to the Cowboys. I never used the word exist in an offer. That's good. It exists. I like it. Today is the seventh, right? Uh, yes, 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 because yes, I have to pay a bill today. Yeah, yeah, Eleven fifty nine tonight you, to get you gotta the put cool that important combo. bill in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to pay my car insurance. <laughs> All right, me too. Yeah, today is the day. <laughs> any other? Huh? What? Any other uh, aspect of the hire? The potential hiring of. <laughs> Mike Marthy, McCarthy. Uh, tomorrow can't get here soon enough. Yes, uh, intrigue you. I've got something if you don't. All right, well, set yourself right, well, up. I just want to quickly worry about what's going to happen defensively. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my, to me. That's what I'm worried about. I mean, about. you're you're talking about yeah. hiring a coordinator, but okay, what about? Line, yes, linebacker, second, and, and how did how did he do it in Green Bay? You know what was his style in Green Bay? What what was it? Who was his coordinator? Dom Capers in for Green a long Bay? time, right? He ran a three four with Don Caper, Dom Capers, and uh, they're going to run a four three with Mike Nolan. And he's, Dom he's Capers used done, to be head coach of uh, Carolina, yep, right? Yep. Right. Nolan's done both though, right? He's run three four and yes, four three. And, he, he was back with the Ravens back in the early aughts. Yeah, oh two to oh four. Well, and they, if you if you run a three four. You're in a lot of nickels, so there's a lot of four-man line. and There's and a lot of that. hybrid stuff. A lot of anymore. hybrid stuff. Look at the Patriots, what they do. Mm-hmm. I recall um, they played a lot of man-to-man uh, yeah. in uh, Green Bay. That I do recall. But they don't have three, four personnel. The Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. They don't right. have the big defensive ends that play the three up front. I think Tyrone Crawford could be a, a defensive end Maybe. in that scheme if he's yes. healthy. And he needs to get heavier, though. Yeah. Because uh, he slimmed down right. last year. Yeah. And he has to be healthy. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and they don't have enough linebackers for a four-three. I mean, what if right now Sean, they just have two does, linebackers? Does, does Nolan, what does Nolan play? What does Nolan coach? Uh, he's four-three. Uh, they did is, four, is, four, usually. Yeah, and, and he and, was the linebacker coach. I mean, I guess you could be the coordinator linebacker coach, double up. Uh, and then you would need to see what you're going to do with the secondary and what you're doing on the defensive line. And there's, you know, guys that have been here for a while. You know, does he does he keep Leon Lett? Uh, does he keep Andre Gerard, who, by the way, uh, had knee surgery, got injured at practice the last week of the season. Really? Rolled, rolled up on. God. I didn't see him on the injury report. Yeah. But Everson's right. It, it's – Every level of the defense, they got question marks with personnel, regardless of <laughs> what the, scheme you're going to play. Agents. It's unbelievable. It's not mm-hmm. unbelievable, but it's it's a lot of questions. And Robert Quinn leaves. What's your top draft need? Is it to go get an edge rusher? Man. Is it or a stand up outside? Whatever they're going to do. Byron Lee Jones Collins is a Lee free Collins. agent. They took care of that with Tristan Hill last year, right? You, you need not only. <laughs> Not, not yet, not yet. You need not only depth and, really, and linebacker, but linebacker. Insurance. I believe the only linebackers that are not free agents are Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. Right. And then in the secondary, Byron Jones is a free agent. Jeff Heath is a free agent. C.J. Goodwin's a free agent. Who am I missing? I think Darian Thompson might. Know Darian Thompson's be. a free agent. Every time I think of Jeff Heath, I think of Dick Nolan now. <laughs> With the shoulders, you remember? No. The shoulders? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way Jeff's going to be looking in about twenty years. <laughs> yeah, Malik Collins is a free agent. So really, I mean, with as many questions as they have on the roster, it might be an opportune time to reshape the defense. You're going to have to. You want You're going to have to reshape the defense. Michael that, Bennett, that is no, no brainer. He's a free agent. Yep. Oh, I got clarity on that, by the way. He's Bennett. He's put him in the unrestricted category. Okay. When, Bennett. when March comes, he'll be he's in that group. It's not right now. Right. But yeah, he's his time's up. And I mean, who knows? He's thirty four. What does he want to do? You know, mm-hmm. does he want to keep playing or does he want to stay close to home? I always thought yeah, like he's from East Texas. Yeah. Yeah. He's sort of been a rental player here in the last several years of his career. Right. You know, he may not catch on with the team until late in the, you know, get closer to training camp. Camp and all that. Those guys can make a difference. At that age. Those guys can make a difference. Because after Seattle, where did he go? Philadelphia? Philadelphia, then then New New England England for six games. And then then here. here. Yeah. So, and by the way, Kyle Yeomans informs me that when Mike Nolan was most recently a defensive coordinator at, at Atlanta, it was a 4-3 defense, of course. Okay. So, Mick's uh, right. I mean, I think that what they have, that makes the most sense. But you got to figure this out. they got a lot of hard decisions to make on that. I don't recall Mike Nolan being a great D.C. at all. I don't remember He's his. He's been a lot of different places. Yeah, and I don't recall them. You're talking Atlanta. I don't recall them being that effective. I'm guessing that's why he got the head coaching job, but that was. Well, quite he was a while at the ago. Ravens in 02 through 04. Okay. And I'm about to look them up. Um, along the other, the other lines that I want to bring up about coaching is um, when you look at, okay, the Cowboys. This is since 2014. The Cowboys have the eighth best record in the National Football League, and of course, just one coach during that time. The top 12 teams, regular season records in the National Football League since 2014. New England obviously has the most wins. Number two, Kansas City. Three, Seattle. Four, Pittsburgh. Five, Green Bay with Mike McCarthy primarily during that time. 
six New Orleans, seven Minnesota, eight Dallas, nine Baltimore, ten Philadelphia, eleven Houston, and twelve Carolina. All right, those twelve teams. What is the common denominator there? They basically have had one head coach. I was going to say the head time. coaches all have the, the tenure. Wow. In fact, good. there's only two of those twelve teams that have had multiple head coaches since 2014, and that would be Green Bay. McCarthy was there until four games left in the 2018 season, so then one year of Matt Lafleur, and then Philadelphia had Chip Kelly in 14 and 15, and then Doug Peterson took over in, in 2016. Mm-hmm. All right, the bottom 20 teams. Record-wise, since 2014, 20 teams have gone through 52 head coaches. Bill, do you have anything <laughs> else to do at, during, at night? <laughs> 52 head coaches for 20 teams over six seasons, and the top 12 have gone through 14 head coaches. So of There's something to 12, be said for continuity in the National Jerry Football Jerry has always said that. And how many yeah. of those top 12 now have retain their same coach. Well, and then now Carolina just uh, Carolina Carolina Cowboys. just changed, Dallas just changed, uh Green Bay a year ago. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. So the bottom line is what did you do for me now? Mm-hmm. The bottom line is regular season doesn't mean crap if you can't win in the playoffs. Well, and most of those that's teams what that means. Most of those teams If you teams, look at the playoff record of those teams, I'm sure it's going to switch a little bit. Well, actually, even if you look at some teams on the let's right, say let's right. say the Ravens okay, here themselves. We go. Here we go. I got the playoff record since Man, 2014. I did not think you had that. Since 2014, <laughs> New England 12 and three in the playoffs with three Super Bowl wins. Okay, Kansas City two and four in the playoffs. Okay, Andy Reid. That's why Andy Reid gets criticized right. in the playoffs. Seattle, Pete Carroll four and four in the playoffs since 2014 with a Super Bowl loss. Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, three and four in the playoffs. Green Bay, Mike McCarthy, uh, he is four and three with two wins over the Cowboys. Otherwise, he'd be two and three, like Jason he Garrett. He should be. <laughs> New Orleans, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, two and four in the wow. playoffs now. Well, we blame the rest for that, of course. Since 2014. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota, Mike Zimmer is now three and two in the playoffs. Nice. Okay. Philadelphia, Dallas, two and three mm-hmm. with Garrett. Baltimore, Harbaugh, one and two in the playoffs since 2014. Uh, then you had Philadelphia, of course, won it. I didn't. Uh, four and two is Doug Peterson. Now four and three with the loss this week. Uh, Houston O'Brien is. I had him down as two and three. I'm not sure if I updated it after the mm-hmm. uh, playoff win that would put him at three and three. And then Ron Rivera, three and three. Interesting. Now, but the bottom twenty, uh, there's not very much in the way of playoffs. So, the, the, so the, there's not much of a discrepancy between the successful Super Bowl runs versus little old, little old us down here in Dallas. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's such a fine line between winning and losing it in is. this league. So much. But I said this on our podcast yesterday. The difference and why ultimately one reason why they made the change, I'm sure, is. They've been on this roller coaster of make the playoffs, miss the playoffs mm-hmm. throughout Jason Garrett's tenure here. And you look at teams like Baltimore and then the NFC, Philly and New Orleans the last three years, Seattle. I'm trying to – who else makes makes it – Saints. They give themselves chances in the tournament over and over again. Right. And that's what they're trying to do. Super Bowl, how many – all these teams that we're talking about have won one. Yes. Right. But it's hard to do. 
But trying to give yourself chance after chance, that's what here's, they're trying to do here. Here's the difference between these teams and Jason Garrett. Prior to 2014, those coaches won Super Bowls. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And he went eight. And now, Andy Reid hasn't, right? Because he was at Philadelphia before. Okay. Kansas City's another one, though. Pete Carroll has. Mike Tomlin has. Mike Harbaugh. McCarthy has. Harbaugh's Sean Payton has. John Harbaugh, who is just one and two since 2014, has won a Super Bowl, though. Doug Peterson has. Jim, what about Jim Harbaugh? And well, he lost to his brother in the Super Bowl. And every year he's got to deal with the New England Patriots. And a bunch of those Super Bowl wins are 10 years old. Right. Yeah. Right. But the difference is here's the difference. These are the Dallas Cowboys. That's it. Mm -hmm. That is the only difference. You're so right, Mick. That's where the focus is nationally. That's where the focus is. The word is expectations. That's that's, that's the key word. And some of what Jason Garrett had to pay for has been 25 years old. It's not his fault that they hadn't been back to a Super Bowl since '95. There's been a lot of coaches. A lot what of coaches a had a hand in that, right? How many? Switzer, Chan Gailey, mm-hmm. Campbell, Bill, and Wade. That's mm-hmm. five. Did I forget anybody? You got everybody since then. But when they yeah. hired Jason Garrett, it was a promise. That I think it was. That was the promise from Jerry Jones that this is the change they were going to make. This is the guy. He's, he's our typical Dallas Cowboy. We always like being hired from within because he was a quarterback for the Cowboys. So the expectation there early on was that he's my, he, this is my guy right here. All the other guys, we got these problems. You know, the coaches didn't like Bill Parcells. Chan Gailey didn't have the talent. No. Jason Garrett's going to come in here. He knows this team. He knows this organization. We know him. And it was a safety zone that we had created to where the expectation was going to be. We're going to get to the Super Bowl with, the, with this guy. But, We're going to get it. And they handed him a 1-17. in 17. Yeah, and, and they did spend the early part of his tenure rebuilding the offensive line and all mm-hmm. that. But you do look at the end of this tenure, and they still – the last time they made back-to-back postseason appearances was 2007. You know, it's been a long time, and they're tr- this is the only year they didn't have an excuse. There were excuses. Well, every prior but, to that, and I agree with you. Like I said, he's been unlucky in a lot of ways. But Mike McCarthy has had Aaron Rodgers break his collarbone too. And you know, where did they go? They had a losing record. Well, and didn't go to the playoffs. Mick, we can nitpick every team that doesn't have things go their way mm-hmm. every year. No, but you I'm know, saying I'm just, you mentioned you mentioned McCarthy, and I'm saying there was a re- he had a yeah. losing season. Jason had this thing on a roll. They had what three consecutive winning seasons? This was the this was the one. It's like I said. What did you do for me now? Sure. Expectations, yes. right? Because of expectations, right. Period. Absolutely. No one else's expectations are as lofty as the, as the Cowboys are every year. And this year was even more special because we put the money out there. I mean, think about when McCarthy didn't go to the playoffs in 2017 when when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Who was the quarterback? Some guy named Hunley. Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley. UCLA. Okay, so when the Cowboys missed in 2015 <laughs> with Romo out. hurt, who <laughs> were the quarterbacks, right? Castle? Seriously? Matt Castle. They should have stuck with Whedon. Oh, boy, you bring up those names. That was a <laughs> horrible year. Right. <laughs> Such a horrible year. They went 4-12 for a reason. I, I, I almost oh. put that out of my mind. <laughs> I almost put that out of my mind after Dak. Okay, on that note, we move on. We do. Okay, we're going to have a press conference. We'll see what tomorrow brings. (laughs) In the very near future. And we'll talk at you next week here on Talking Cowboys. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?